Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. listening to the pastor scott show podcast have any questions or comments email pastor scott now at pastor scott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m and now here's pastor scott good afternoon ladies and gentlemen welcome to the pastor scott show hour two good to be with you the number is 888-528-2557 888-528-2557 always good to be with you today on this once again, dark and gloomy June day. I was thinking today, what happens if it's cloudy in July? You know, maybe people will start to repent and come to the Lord in huge numbers. God, what what have we done? And uh, it's not too hard to figure that out. 888-528-2557. You know, the question I want to ask here is, for Christians in particular, how do we deal with the idea of being offended? Like, do you get offended? Should we even get offended in the sense of, you know, what do we do when people say terrible things about us or when people do things that might be against Christianity? Do we take that really personal or do we see through it and say, how do we love that person into saving faith? How do we deal with getting offended? Should I get offended? We live in a culture that is excited about getting offended. You know, people love to get offended about something. I'm offended. And... um and we turn ourselves into sort of bitter victims of whatever it is that might be offending us. But I wonder what you think about that and how should the Christian respond? I think when we get it, when somebody says something, you know, in Ecclesiastes chapter 7, it says, verse 21, it says, do not pay attention to every word people say, or you may hear your servant cussing or cursing you. For you know in your heart that many times you yourself have cursed others. It's part of, you know, understanding that, hey, you know what, somebody's offending me, but I have offended other people sometimes. There's certainly different levels of that. But what do you do when you find out that somebody is slandering you? Um, I think that our, for some reason, for well, for a sinful reason, but I think that it's a human reason we want to seek and destroy a lot of the time, right? When we get slandered, you know, don't you get bent out of shape about different things when people do that? It's hard to control their reactions to things like that. How should a Christian respond to being offended or should we even be offended? 888-528-2557. I'm thinking about that because, you know, tomorrow night at Dodger Stadium is the Pride event that was so controversial where the Dodgers invited a uh, group, an LGBT group. Really, it's a... um, you know, it's a group called the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, and that group mocks Christianity, mocks uh, in particular Catholics. The Catholic Church has put out a whole bunch of advertisements about uh, protesting the Dodgers and fighting back on this. It's been quite a deal, and some players have come out even on other teams to talk about it. This is the response from the Washington Nationals, Trevor Williams. We cannot stand idly by while our Lord gets mocked. And uh, before I hit send, you know, you, you try and do as much research as you can, right? You see the horrific 
videos that were posted of them. You read about what they were trying to do, um, these things that are deeply offensive to us. And then you see that, well, they're doing these things. They're raising money for this, that, and the other. They've been doing it for over 30 years. But it, it was the point when the Dodgers re-invited them after knowing very well what they've been doing for the last 30 years. Um, to give them a Community Hero Award. Correct. And that, and at that point, you know, at that point, I looked at the Dodgers Code of Conduct. And I'm like, look, or the Dodgers Fan Code of Conduct. And it said, you cannot wear anything or say anything that goes anybody's against anybody's age, gender, creed, religion. And at that point, it was like, this is a blatant, this is going against their code of conduct. That was Washington Nationals uh, player Trevor Williams, who is responding to what's happening at uh, Dodger Stadium tomorrow night. You know, and they're and they're awarding a group of people. They give some money to charity and different things. And uh, so this has been a discussion, you know, for a lot of people. And how should Christians respond to things like this that is offensive to Christianity? Is it different? Is should Christians respond in a way? That, you know, how, is, how can a Christian respond in a way that is not worldly, that is different, that is holy when we get offended? You know, I think it's wrong to not say something, but is there a, a way to do it? Some people tomorrow night are going to boycott the Dodgers for, forever. Some people are going to boycott the game tomorrow and uh, or maybe this season. You know, it's, the boycotts are an interesting thing. It seems to, you know, there's different groups that boycott different groups for other things. There's a couple of those going on today that seem to be having an effect, but others, you know, lots of times that stuff doesn't really work. And when you bring it down to a, a personal issue, you know, you you really have to wrestle through this. There's a Catholic organization having a prayer procession tomorrow um, right before the game. And I don't know what they're going to do. Maybe they're going to uh, march around the stadium seven times and blow the shofar. We'll see what happens. I don't think that's what they're doing. It's a time of prayer and worship as it's being uh, described and those kinds of things with some different speakers. And I'm not endorsing it or not endorsing it. I don't know enough about it, but I know that it's one response. And I know that some people are going to just never mind and not go. Other people are going to say, well, how do we reach out to people? Have you thought about this? How do we get how do we deal with being offended? Some of the players have really struggled with how to respond. Trevor Williams continued this way in his interview. It's a blatant um, anti-Catholic message that they're sending, regardless of how much, you know, quote unquote, good they've been doing in their community. But when I saw how deeply offensive it was doing awful things to the cross, doing awful things about stations of the cross, like it's just it became a point where these negatives are are. Not they shouldn't be honored, and they shouldn't mock a certain room, a certain group. Because you did say in that statement as well that you believe all groups should be welcomed and respected when it comes to Major League mm-hmm. Baseball. So this group specifically, the group who call themselves the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, mm-hmm. what is it, if we get to the core of it, that you believe is mocking your Catholic faith? Yeah, I think if anyone with two eyes and a brain can see that they're, you know, they're they're mocking uh, the the religious habits of the of nuns. They're mocking um, what we hold most deeply and what are our core convictions. They're just they're they're blatantly mocking it. When you when you look at it from the outside and a totally objective view, this is it's blatant mockery. 
and if you watch watch the videos and it it's hard to watch it's very you know sexualization of a lot of things in Christianity, including the cross, okay, and you know Jesus on the cross and uh, other guys gyrating against him or against the cross and there's there's a lot of offensive things done about communion and baptism and very specific things both to Christianity in general and then maybe more specific to uh Catholic traditions and I think that you know for for some people. They, when they get offended or when somebody offends their group of people or their religion or their particular, you know, point of view about something or maybe just them personally or somebody, you know, offends my kids or they offend my wife, you know, um, I get pretty mad. I get I, when somebody actually is offensive to my wife, for example, I, I have to I get so livid inside and it is very hard to not think terrible things. It is very hard to not want to do really terrible things. And I think, you know, if I was not a believer, uh, there are things that I would do, frankly, uh, out of anger, out of being offended. But the Bible has a lot to say about this, uh, about restraint, not about not being offended, okay? Not about not... Uh, identifying the truth and certainly not about being, you know, uh, unspoken about the truth. Bible, in fact, tells us that we confront, you know, our brothers and sisters in Christ when they have sinned against us and offended us. And we try to work that out, right? But what I want to hear from you is what do you think about this? What's the right response? So the Dodgers are having an event where they invited a group that uh, is offensive to Catholics or offensive to Christianity. And it's a one-time thing. You know, it be interesting to see next year if, uh, who gets invited. <laughs> You know, uh, that I think that's I, I think if you're working for the Dodgers or if you're involved in this at all, you're really looking forward to Saturday and this being done. That's what I think, um, because the Dodgers invited this group and then they uninvited them. And then they because they got a lot of pressure from Catholics group. Hey, you invited a group you're going to reward who are incredibly offensive. And maybe the Dodgers didn't know that they just thought it was some drag group and it's Pride Night. We'll invite them and they give money to charity. Good for them. And then they found out what it was, and they uninvited them. But then political pressure came from the other side, and then they reinvited them, and then now you have from the other side. And it escalates. And I wonder on the, the personal level, you know, how do we deal with it? And then there's going to be the Dodgers announced Christian Night, which will come, I think, in September, which they – Faith and Family Night, they call it. Have they scheduled that, Wilbert? Can you look that up? It just occurred to me. I know that they, they – the Dodgers just sort of hurried up and announced it after this controversy. Oh, and they sent out Clayton Kershaw, who loves Jesus, who had some good things to say about this, and, and said, hey, there's going to be Christian faith and family night. And it's different because um, it's not like the whole night. It's something that happens afterward. And if you've ever been to one of those things, it's a great thing to bring your, your kids to because the players, sometimes even players on the other team, they if they're Christians, they'll give their testimony and they'll say what it's like to be a Christian on the ball field. And there's often a concert and maybe some other stuff after the game usually is when that happens. And, you know, it's a really good thing, I think, as a Christian to bring your your kids to or your non-Christian friend. It's something that, you know, it helps people sometimes to get a testimony from somebody who's not mom and dad or not the pastor or not just regular guy who goes to church, but, you know, professional ball player, somebody who doesn't have a financial need, who is not poor, who's not in poverty, who um, I, I was going to say will never be in poverty, but it's surprising how many professional athletes who make millions of dollars blow it all on something. But uh, hopefully that doesn't happen. You know, but 
what happens a lot with Christianity is what gets received in the culture is that you need Jesus to help you through your problems and your problems in this life. And when people think, well, I don't really have any problems, you know, I'm I'm doing pretty well or I'm pretty well off. Uh, Jesus is for people who are struggling, but I'm not really struggling, so I don't need your Jesus. There's a lot of people, maybe some of you listening, you see religion as a crutch and you see religion as just something for people who just need something to hold on to to make it through today. And yes, your faith in Christ will help you with that. But the story of Jesus is about the salvation of humanity. All people, including the people who are in the sisters group, including people who are all on the other side of whatever argument out there, there is Christianity believes that there is a spiritual destination for every person. And the way to have everlasting life is to give your life to Christ, to believe that he died for your sins, to believe that your sins are your sins, and to repent and be ready because the kingdom of God is at hand. And when you think about it at that level, how does that affect your thoughts about being offended? 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Annette in Simi Valley, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Thank you, Pastor Scott, and thank you for your program. We always enjoy it, and this is a big hot topic for me personally. Yeah, because um, I, I was listening last night to a couple of YouTube talks that were really, really, really good, and it, the penny just dropped in my head. So you know, light came on, and I thought, "Oh, I get it." The whole so so he he pointed out that this used to just be called the LG community, yeah, which is like gay pride, well, it's not even pride, lesbian gay community. And then they added pride to it. And then they added a couple of other things. I don't know what they are, but I'm guessing they do a gender. And I'm thinking, okay, so what is their gender in the long run? And you know what I think it is? I think it's to get rid of God. So their conscience is they're not doing wrong. Well, I think for, for, yeah, I think for some people that's um, a very open agenda. Um, and I think whenever there's something that we do to uh, embrace something that God is, you know, that is not the way God told us to live, then we're making ourselves God at some point, right? When you say, and people do it in all kinds of ways, when we say, well, God, I don't have to do that, or I don't have to take this part of the Bible as truth, or I don't have to, and then we've anointed ourselves as the arbiter of what is actually true. So they pointed out that it's like going back to the time of um, the the Israel in the wilderness with all the nations that wanted to worship Baal and Azeroth and, and Molech and all of that's coming back because it's about wor- worshiping sexuality. Yeah. And that is you now a form of lust. And so now people are just want their lusts and it's very evil to God and it's very disrespectful to God. And so if they throw God out, they don't have to think about that. So, you know, it, it's a way of forgetting all the troubles that are happening. You know, um, tomorrow we die, you know, that kind of attitude. I think yeah. people are getting to realize that we live in a world that's self-destructing. And, you know, you, this is a way of medicating and, and getting away from the truth. How and you- the truth is important. You know, how do you think as believers, how do we respond to that? You know, in world history, you do see the breakdown of family and uh, you see different things that ultimately happen sexually. And in the course of that, the nations fall. Uh, That's always the case. 
And as we, we talked about this last hour, that God's commands and God's instruction for us with marriage and with family, it's not just to have a rule about sexuality. It's so that we will flourish. And when we go against it, we don't flourish in the end. What's the... not like them, because every time we fight against them, then we're saying we're right and they're wrong and there's still sins that we commit. Yeah. And so what we have to do is mourn about it. Show God we hate it. Because if we don't show God we hate it, he's the one that can do something about it, not us. Because it's gone so far and people so determined to do it. And I also think that... So in the Beatitudes, it says, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. So you have to believe that if you're going to mourn over, the idea of mourning is you lose something, right? And, and it's, it's, it's the month of June, and it's my birthday month. And I, I'm, I'm miserable about that. But that's my selfishness. What I need to think about is how God is so miserable about it. And, and actually mourn and say, I hate this. I don't want this to happen but I, but I, I acknowledge the fact that, that, you know, you will change this one day. And I'm looking forward to that. And it also says, blessed are those who are persecuted for my name's sake. So this is an opportunity to show our faithfulness to God because we might be persecuted out of it. And I, I understand it. And one of the reasons I'm trying to learn about it is so I can make the right decisions about what I'm going to do about it now. Yeah. Not when on my doorstep I'm being persecuted by it. But what can I do to think about what am I going to do? What am I going to say? I'm going to show love to people who are like that. But at the same time, I'm going to show them truth. So yeah. the truth and grace is the balance where I need to be. Yeah. And, and truth no, is, and, you know, the Ecclesiastes passage, you know, talks about part of how we get to that truth, right, is that we recognize that we're sinful also. I mean, that's, that's a big part of the message is that everybody needs Jesus. And, you know, sometimes we say, well, that group of people over there needs Jesus more than I do or more than this other group. And actually, everybody falls short. Everybody needs Jesus. And there's a there's a place for that conversation, I think, that needs to happen. I appreciate your call and that I'm going to move on to some other calls here. Thank you for calling the Pastor Scott Show. This is the Pastor Scott Show. Number is 888-528-2557. You know, how do we deal with offensive things when we are being persecuted or where we're being maybe offended? I think there's more things right now in the culture. I think persecution's coming, but I think that's a strong word considering there's so many Christians who are literally getting murdered for their faith around the world today. There's certainly more offense being, you know, more offensive things to Christian people. But I also think that Christian people should handle it a little bit differently. How do we do that and why? What are your thoughts? 888-528-2557. Ted in Los Angeles, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. How you doing, Pastor Scott? Ted, City of the Angels. Hi, Ted. Um, this, is a great, this is a great topic. You know, I mean, I was at Chavez Ravine uh, at 13 years old with my, uh, you know, best friend, Chicano. You know, was my best friend, played football with him, Pop Warner, and his cousin, Arnell. And uh, I'm sorry, it was Joey. And, uh, you know, um, it was unacceptable for for me to defend my friends in a fist fight of kids that were, you know, five or six years older than us. Why would it be uh, acceptable for that kind of behavior to attacking people? Because we're already, you know, saying you can't you know, say bad words to people, but you're going to allow somebody to degrade 
somebody's faith. And so what do we time, what do we do? You know, as Christians, how do we handle it in a mature way, spiritually speaking? If somebody is offensive to us because of our faith. Well, I mean, that's really difficult, you know, because it's on an individual basis. Um, in a perfect world, and I'm not perfect, and Jesus told us that, you know, I'm going to I'm going to react uh, as best I can, but I don't know that it's going to be perfect. I don't want to get hurt, but I don't go around and, and hit people like I kid anymore. But uh, one well, thing, that's good, Ted, because now they throw you in jail rather than like some kind of detention or something you might have got as a kid. Well, exactly. And and one more point. I mean, uh, the Catholic Church also has to look at, uh, you know, we're all hypocrites, and, and a lot of people have been hurt at, in the Catholic Church, in Lutheran churches, in all kinds of different churches by people that uh, are clergy, men and women, and we know what that's about. And so we can't just, uh, you know, say these people are bad and not clean up your side of the street as well. And also, yeah. uh, I know very wealth, very wealthy people support retired nuns, uh, because the uh, church, the Catholic Church, has not taken care of enough yeah. financial. Well, I want to I want to go back to what you said a second ago, and we're going to go to a break in a minute. Ted, I appreciate your call. Thanks for calling. You know, one of the things he said is that we do have to acknowledge our own sins, and you know that there is in the subject of sexual things, there's sexual brokenness everywhere. Everybody listening to this radio show right now either knows somebody or they themselves that has been very hurt by something in the sexual world, okay, of different things. We know that. We know there is a lot of emotional, psychological, physiological things that are a part of this. And this is why it is so critical that we pay attention to what our maker says about it. And I think that gets lost sometimes in the discussion. I've got to take a break. I see your call, Sandra, and others. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. How do we respond to being offended as Christians when somebody is deliberately offending our faith? Maybe they're deliberately offending us personally, or maybe it's Christians as a group. What is the mature way to do that, especially now in a culture where that behavior is becoming more and more acceptable, even encouraged We'll talk about that and take your calls as the Pastor Scott Show continues. 888-528-2557. Be right back. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. What ways should Christians respond if they get offended? And we're talking about this because tomorrow night is the Pride Night at Dodger Stadium where a group, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, that is very offensive to Christians and Catholics are being rewarded for their community service in uh, the Pride Night festivities for the Dodgers. And it's created a lot of stir and a lot of conversation about it. And clearly they're offensive towards um, the towards Christianity and especially uh, Catholicism. And, you know, the the Dodgers, uh, the, the fan code of conduct says that you can't do anything as a fan that might be offensive to any religion. It's one of the things that it says in there. But apparently you can do that on the field. You know, I'm getting a little offended by the Dodgers play on the field, frankly. Um, but uh, that's a whole nother story. 888-528-2557. The question I'm really asking here, though, is 
okay, so Christians are getting offended. Jesus said people are going to hate you, hate because of me. Man, I, I read a a person's story today who is, um, this person is trans, and they're a trans woman, and they're angry that other, you know, what they call uh, cis women, okay, that's just uh, uh, a regular woman, okay, biological woman, um, is not accepting her or him as a woman. And this person is heartbroken about this and angry and, and very hateful and hates all cis women, they kept writing. And, you know, and it was kind of brutal to read. And I read several different things of the experience. Part of it is the experience where that person is openly debating, hey, was I lied to about this in the transition, right? Because one of the things that I think is a lie it's a lie to tell somebody, hey, if you transition, then other people are going to accept you as the new gender. Um, there might be some people who are going to be a lot friendlier to you, but people aren't going to accept you as the same as a biological man or biological woman. They're not. It's just they're not. And it's you know, there's a part of this discussion, I think, that needs to be – that we need to recognize that – there's a group of people in our society right now that are being lied to that, you know, the whole victimhood conversation stuff. These people are are being lied to and embracing that lie and doing things when when somebody goes down the road of not just cross-dressing, but actually taking the the hormones and maybe having surgeries and stuff. What I believe is that they've been lied to in multiple ways that led them to that point. And they believe that, and that lie in itself is tremendously wicked. Um, it's wicked to lie to somebody about, you know, what's going to happen if they did something to themselves, right? That is, that's the original lie Satan told, you know, nothing's going to happen to you. You surely will not die if you take the fruit off the tree, right? It's the same lie. The same lie is to say to somebody, hey, if you do this, it's going to be better for you, when in fact it's not. When in so many cases, it's it's just, it isn't. And I think that we have to think about that as, as Christians, when we're getting attacked by some group out there, it can be any group, it can be political, it can be, there's lots of different things happening, uh, not just this particular issue. Um, how do we respond in a way that represents the gospel to people? What does the scripture say about being offended? And how do we, how do we deal with that? 888 Two five five seven. Sandra in Paris. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Are you uh, Paris, California, or Paris, France? Paris, California. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's all right. That's all right. Uh, you know, I thought you know we're uh, we're on the, the internet. You can always find the show wherever you are in your uh, your Alexa device and your radio apps. Maybe you're in Paris, France, but you know Paris, uh, Paris, California. It's similar. Well, <laughs> not really, but <laughs> one day I'll be in Paris, uh, France. <laughs> right. Just to know. <laughs> but thank you very much for taking my call. I just want to tell you, um, I love your show and I love this station. I am a ca- of Catholic belief. I was born and raised Catholic, but I believe that your teachings on, on Christian beliefs are so right on spot. So thank you very much. Well, thank you, Sandra. Um, thank you for listening to KKLA here in Los Angeles. Yeah, thank you. And then um, the situation with the Dodgers and the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, I believe, definitely offended me. And I feel uh, 
angry to a certain extent that mm. I saw some videos of what they that what they do and the important thing is not how much I'm offended or how angry I am um, but how much they're offending God yeah. in the cross and I think that that's the bigger the bigger picture I guess or the bigger situation that we all as Christians should be concerned about how do we uh, respond to that um, if it's me, my, my imperfect person, I would like to go and just shut down the Dodger Stadium. <laughs> but I can't do that. <laughs> but uh, I remember that uh, Jesus Christ said that it's easy to love the lovable, but it's you show your true stuff when you should love the unlovable. But um, mm. I definitely think that we should not support any anything that um, or any group that is going to be mocking the Christian belief and mocking God yeah. as a whole, and I, I that's where I stand. I don't support it. I I understand that we have different religions and different groups that believe in different things, but I think that one thing that we should all have in common is that to respect one another. And uh, when it comes to God, I do think that we should set our foot down and say, no, we, this has got to stop. Yeah, we cannot continue <clears throat> like that. Sandra, thank you for your call and thank you for, for listening. You know, she said something there that I think is part of the answer here, that we should be more concerned about God being offended than us being offended. Because at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter if I'm offended. You know, spiritually speaking, as far as eternity is concerned, you know, what matters is every person, I believe, every person is going to stand before God one day and be judged, right? And, you know, that's going to be, there's different philosophies or different theologies or doctrines about maybe how and where that's going to happen. But, you know, that's not a good day if you don't have Jesus with you. That's not going to be a good day if you do not have the, if you have not received the grace of God through Jesus's death and resurrection that has paid for your sins. And it's it's that, I think, that helps us when we realize it's not about me being offended. It's about what is happening in that person's soul and where that's going. And to, rem, to be reminded that when whenever we stand in front of Jesus, he's not going to compare us to other people, right? It's not going to be, well, you're not as bad as that person over there. It's just going to be about us. And uh, where are we at with that? 888-528-2557 is the number. How, you know, should a Christian be offended? We're asking that question. Or how should we respond when we're going to be offended? We live in a culture that, you know, loves to be offended by all kinds. Of, and now we live in a culture that people like to offend other people. If you disagree with me, uh, you're, I'm going to offend you. And we do that online all the time. And, uh, you know, offense is is not fair in the sense of, you know, any sort of uh, equal opportunity offender out there, the Dodgers are not going to hire some group of people who come in who mock Muslim people. They're not going to hire, you know, a group of people who come in who mock it, probably any other religion or philosophy. Christians are going to take that. And, you know, I, I always look at it in a way that says to me, you know, I kind of feel like that validates my faith a little bit because Jesus said people will hate you because of me. So what's my response? How do we respond to people who hate us for whatever reason, not just what's happening with the Dodgers or with pride issues or people uh, who are LGBTQ or things like that. But there there might be somebody who you work with who you don't know why they hate you. Uh, or maybe you do know why. Maybe you've done something and they're really upset with you for a good reason. <laughs> you 
know, how do you how do you respond to that as a believer? 888-528-2557. Michelle in Pasadena, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi. Hi, Pastor Scott. Hi, Michelle. How are you? Hi, good and you. Thanks for taking my call. I, I uh, keep my radio station on 99.5. It never turns. Thank you so much for all you do. Um, your, your station is very informative. Um, in answer to your question, what Christians should do, uh, turn, the, turn the other cheek. Um, we, I was speaking to the interviewer on the phone, and I said to him, Jesus just states, he stated the truth. He rarely argued the truth. In, even in his uh, time, in his interview with Pontius Pilate, he just stated the truth calmly. And it, it's, it's up to others to, to maybe witness your behavior and your example in turning the other cheek. And I think uh, because we know what is going to happen because we know that others will blaspheme his name. We know we've been told we've been armed with this information. And I think, uh, I think just knowing it and continuing to pray and continuing to watch uh, the events as they transpire. um, I just think that we should just as Christians be armed with, with, with the information. Um, And I was saying that, you know, John MacArthur said, I read the book. I know the end. We win. And it's going to be hard. You know, I, I have no idea how hard it's going to be, I'm sure. But but I do take solace in the fact that I have sort of a roadmap. And some of the things that I am witnessing, some of the things that I am feeling, some of the things that I am hearing, some of the things that I am experiencing are really intense. Um, mm. um, I do get offended, and I don't like to see others ripping pages out of the Bible uh, on TikTok. I don't like uh, to hear people say bad things about the, the Lord, who's the maker of this world. It's so, I, I it's just, I, you know, but I do know to ask God to forgive them, for they know not what they do. Hmm. Because if they did know, they would not do it. And I just believe that being armed with, with the Word of God continuing to pray and praying for others because we know that this that this is going to come we know yeah. that these things are are here with us so i just just that just to continue knowing knowing that you know that we are in god and staying in god and continuing to watch and pray all right michelle th- thank you for uh, calling for listening to the pastor scott show you know she makes that great point about you know jesus was had lots of reasons to be offended and people mocked him while he was dying and uh, he still said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Today, would they, uh, you know, there is an answer for what they did back in the day. And how do we share that with people who are mocking us? I got a, I got a verse for you, and I'll take your calls, 888-528-2557 on the subject, 888-528-2557. As, uh, and I'll get your call, uh, Tyrone or Tyron. I see your, uh, your call up there. I'll get your call and others as the Thursday edition of the Pastor Scott Show continues. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com. Or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. 888-528-2557. Talking about being offended and how do we 
respond as Christians if something is offensive to us, and uh, Dodgers offending Christians and uh, and uh, Catholics with uh, event tomorrow night. We mentioned that uh, the Christian Faith and Family Day from Dodger Stadium was it was funny. It's not funny, but it's kind of funny, humorous to me. You know, not funny, haha, funny, peculiar, as somebody once knew used to say that uh, that the uh, the Dodgers hurried up with the Christian Faith and Family Day right after this controversy started brewing, and they didn't even have a date or no details yet. They still haven't put it on their calendar, but Clayton Kershaw put it out on his Instagram. It's going to be July 30th, July 30th. Don't really have uh, many other details with that, but, uh, you know, that's there, and it's an opportunity. Uh, it's a different thing if you've ever been to those uh, kinds of things, but uh, it can be helpful. 888-528-2557. Tyrone in Los Angeles, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Uh, thanks for having me. How you doing? I'm good, Tyrone. How are you today? I'm doing good. I believe that as Christians, we should show our light. The Bible tells us that our light to be shining, and I think a lot of Christians hide our light. Mm. Uh, how would it be if every Christian got together and had our own parade, showing who who Jesus really is? Huh. How great would that be? Yeah. How What would that parade you know, look like to you? When you imagine that, what would we do? I believe it'd be a million people out there, even more out there, just throwing love to everybody. You know, uh, uh, we can give out, you know, tracks. We can give out food. I mean, we can display display the love of Jesus Christ doing that parade. Yeah. You know, the one of the things I think that happens to us sometimes as Christians is we get defined by the culture, by the things that we're against and not the things that we're for. Exactly. And we have and such a... Look, yeah. if, hmm? go, go ahead. ahead. You go ahead. I said, how will it look on tomorrow? Christians just come out, have our crosses, show our Jesus save T-shirts, and pack out to stay out. Dodgers take them out too. Yeah, I bet you we get more blowback, and then <laughs> this is getting. Maybe so, maybe so. But uh, you know what? It's such an important point because I think we're talking about being offended, and sometimes our light goes out because we're too offended to show the light. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. And that should be, uh, as one of our last callers actually said, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we know who wins the battle. And so uh, mm-hmm. that should help us be less offended and be more more about putting the light out there. So th- thank you, Tyrone, for that and calling the Pastor Scott Show. Appreciate that. Uh, Thanks for having me. Yeah, God bless. Very good answer. God bless. 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. There are lots of things in the scriptures about um, being offended. Proverbs nineteen eleven. Good good sense makes one slow to anger, and his glory to overlook an offense. You know, it doesn't mean you you don't take note of the offense or you don't address it, but overlooking it means that you realize there's something bigger. And slow to anger, it's a great you know principle all throughout the scripture. James one nineteen. Know this, my beloved brothers. Let every person. Be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. You know, it doesn't say don't get angry. It just says be slow in your anger. I heard one teacher one time said, he said that we tend to be quick to anger. So instead of being slow to anger, you know, instead of having slow anger, he said we have blow anger. We just blow up. And, uh, we, you know, when we do that, we we hide the light. I think it uh, it's a huge deal to be very slow and to overlook an offense, which doesn't mean you ignore it. It means that you say, you know what, I'm not going to be derailed in my mission 
as a representative of Christ because you're being offensive. 888-528-2557. Marianne in West Hills, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Thank you, Pastor Scott. Um, as I was listening to your program, I was wondering, would this be similar to, since it's an entertainment venue, would that be similar to what they did in the Coliseum as far as, you know, uh, persecuting Christians? And so the question is, of course, we uh, love the people, we pray for the people, we do everything within our power to reach the people, but should we not continue going to the Coliseum and watching them a degrade Christian? Should we stay home and you know, it's um, a, realize? That's, yeah. a, that's an interesting way to look at it. I mean, I want to be careful, and I think I know that you don't mean it this way. I mean, obviously in the Coliseum, Christians were being killed and murdered and eaten by lions and lit on fire and other things for entertainment, but that's not exactly. what's happening here, obviously, and nothing close to that. Um, as you were saying that, you know, one of the things, and it's a debate that lots of people have, is should Christians not go to the Dodger game? Should we, you know, they're going to have faith and family night. Do we even go to that this time, right? Um, one thing that is interesting, have you ever been to the Colosseum in Rome? Yes, I have. Ha- have you? Was there anything there yeah. that uh, struck you as incredible, in particular in uh, the emperor's box? You know, I, I noticed all the underground cages, and, and so, no, I didn't. So please tell me what yeah, you're thinking. It probably, uh, and I haven't been there, but I've seen pictures and video. <laughs> but uh, there's a lot of people who become uh, astounded by the fact that in the emperor's box, the same emperor, Roman emperor, who would put his thumb up or thumb down, like we saw in that movie about the killing of Christians or whoever, uh, the same emperor who ordered the persecutions of Christians, that in that box today stands a big cross, that where that emperor sits is a cross today. And, you know, what's kind of profound about that is that if you think about it, if you could go back in time and tell all those Christians who were dying for their faith that one day in the future there would be a cross sitting right there representing their faith, that would be incredible, right? And I think that gives us something to think about, too, with this, is that we— you know, I don't know that we should go out there and support the Dodgers or support some group that is doing something anti-Christian. I think I think the Dodgers probably stepped in something here they didn't realize they were getting into. That we'll find out next year. But we should remember well, that. I think they kind of yeah. I think they kind of did. Well, the they did at the they, end, right? They didn't at first. Well, they didn't, but they did at the end yeah. you know, when they reinvited the group. But I think that we should remember that uh, that the cross is going to win. That. Jesus and our faith is not going to lose the the argument. Well, I agree that we're going to win, and yeah. and I think the question question of the day though is what do we do in the meantime? Yeah. And um, I understand that there's a lot of avid sports fans, and of course that's something that people feel very very strongly about. And to not go to the Dodgers game would be a tremendous sacrifice. Yeah. The question is. Are we willing to do that or not? Right. It's, and, a, it's uh, a great question. And, uh, you know, I think we're going to have to come to grips with that because uh, any group out there might, you know, any place that we're going to spend your money or entertainment. I mean, movies are offensive to Christianity all the time. Um, and we, we tend to go to those. I got to go to another call. Well, we're almost out of time. Go ahead. Finish yeah, well, I was going to say Christians shouldn't go to movies that have, you know, questionable content in them. Right. And if they do, they should reevaluate that, too. I mean, we need to start standing up, and it's, our culture 
for that which is right. It's a much bigger question. Thank you for that, uh, Mary. And, you know, if Christians uh, just canceled their cable bill and stopped going to movies, the culture would probably change. Just a thought there. 888-528-2557. Let me try to get one more here. Christopher and Altadena. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Just a minute here, Christopher. Hey, Pastor Scott. Uh, God bless you. Um, you know, I was I was thinking. I heard the last caller, the previous caller, that talked about doing a, a, a Christian parade, and you know that that sounds like a great idea. I just I just feel like we'd be met with all kinds of Antifa protests, and uh, I'm sure the police would just stand you know on the sidelines and just let it all you know go down. But as far as the Dodgers go too, I think uh, Christians should boycott at least the Pride Night and come out and support Faith and Family Night. You know, to uh, show show them the difference, show them how many people, every Catholic and every Christian, boycotted that you know the Pride Pride Night, and then they came out in force and you know sold out the stadium on you know Family Faith uh, Night. I think that would you know give send a good message. That you would know, send a without... definite message. Uh, I thank you for that. I'm really curious to what's going to actually happen. Um, you know, tomorrow, you know, how that plays out. Uh, hey, one verse I want to share with you before we go here. It's Second Timothy chapter 2, uh, verse 24 says, And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but must be kind to everyone, able to teach, not resentful. Um, opponents must be gently instructed in the hope that God will grant them the repentance, leading them to a knowledge of the truth. And they will come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil who has taken them captive to do his will. I mean, when you think about that passage there and that instruction, it doesn't say stay silent and it doesn't say don't do anything. Uh, it does say don't be a jerk. And it says, you know, be kind to everyone, but able to teach, right? That we should be able to speak and share the gospel and not resentful, right? I think that fits into this. And opponents must be gently instructed, but instructed in the hope that God will give them repentance. And that should always be our goal. Hey, we're out of time for today. This is the Pastor Scott Show. Thank you for your calls and everything. You get the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I will be back tomorrow from 3 to 5 right here on this station. Everybody have a great night. God bless. Scott Furrow, good night.